Hello and welcome to Anfield Extra, the Liverpool Review podcast with me, Neil Jones. No Andy Kelly today, he's tied to his desk, uh, not literally, unfortunately, but he's, uh, he's there working away as ever during the international break. So instead, I have with me James Pearce, full-time Liverpool correspondent, home and away. How are you, James? Very good, thank you. Good, good. And special guest with us, completing the uh, the carpool trio from Newcastle <laughs> at the weekend, we have uh, former Liverpool defender Jim Beglin. Jim, pleasure to have you on the show. It's nice to be here, Neil. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, you, as we say, we, we shared, uh, shared the car home from Newcastle on, uh, on Sunday night and yeah. pretty, pretty, uh, pretty bleak drive and a pretty bleak game to look back on. It was. Um, I think there's another two points dropped. Um, Newcastle say it's a point one for them, but no, I think it's it's another two that have slipped away from Liverpool, and it's unfortunately the subject that everybody is talking about at the moment, and we all wish we weren't. Um, just unable to kind of back up what they're they're doing going forward. I mean, there's there's still some very good work being done going one way, and there's a kind of a weakness now that seems to have slipped in at the other end, and the worry for me now is that. You know, even if a good run is put together down the line, whether this is going to continue to undermine things, um, and I, 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 my fear is that it's it's not going to be corrected anytime soon. Yeah, James. I mean, we, we discussed it a few times on the podcast in 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 recent weeks, but the the hope that that Liverpool started the season with, and the hope that people had at the back end of last season, it just seems to be withering away with every with every single game and. Is is that is that fair or is that overreaction or is is the an understandable reason for that? Yeah, I think the the frustration stems from the fact it's not as if these issues have suddenly kind of sprung their head now and people people have gone well you know we didn't expect that because yeah. I think you, know, you go back to the end of last season and obviously you know I think if you'd ask most Liverpool fans where is the area they need to strengthen the most and it was at centre half yeah. and and obviously Klopp and Michael Edwards and FSG knew that themselves because you know they made a big play for Van Dijk early in the window. You know, actually, you know went went too hard for him yeah. too early on. Um, you know, made a mess of it, didn't get the deal done, and then so I think you know that was I think that's the frustration, the fact that it was almost like you know people could see this coming. It's not just a benefit of hindsight. Yeah. Um, and I think also the fact that it, it's there's there's so that you know Liverpool should have probably four six more points already this season. Because you know, based on performances, they've actually played pretty well. You know, I think I thought the second half at Newcastle was different because I thought first half was same old story, missing chances, not being ruthless enough at one end, and then giving away a soft one at the other end. Second half, I thought was was really poor. Standard slipped across the board. Um, but yeah, I think in in general, you know, they, I think yeah, it's the frustration, the fact that it was failings in the transfer window that weren't addressed, and then also the fact that you know, they haven't killed teams off. When, when they should have done. Yeah. Jim, I mean, you talk about the, the familiar failings. I mean, is is there anything Liverpool can do to correct them? Because they can't yeah. go into the transfer window. They've got they've got October, November, December to, to see through. Do you see any solutions within the current squad or within the setup, or is it a, a, a play through the bad yeah. luck or whatever? Yeah. I think there can be a kind of a move back to what was being done last season. Um, I think there's, there's been a kind of change. I thought this season Liverpool kind of added another dimension with Salah and the pace he can bring. And of course, um, Mane been fitting well. Um, and I think we saw it against Arsenal yeah. in the Arsenal game. And I admit Arsenal were abject. 
that day. We all kind of know that. But Liverpool, you can only beat what's in front of you. Still went about it brilliantly. And I think we saw it in full force where they can now just drop a little bit. Rather than kind of look to Gagan press all the time, they can just drop a little bit. And Arsenal fell into the trap that day. Let them come on and then just hit them with the pace. Um, and it worked an absolute treat. I think that's happening more and more now. I think there's that kind of not willingness, but a kind of a it just it's it, it's a it's an easy thing to slip into. Think well, we we can just drop a little bit now, um, and we can just rely on the boys, you know, getting yeah. us out of trouble. Um, and I think kind of that that's kind of affected a few things. I think it's affected that ability from the three in midfield to to go and do what they were doing last season so well, which was you know getting really tight to people quickly, winning it back. Um, very soon, um, and and then that ability to kind of um, yeah. to to try and work things out up front, whereby Firmino for me has a different role now all of a sudden because the the other two are kind of outshining him and his level has dropped because I think he's just got a little bit lost yeah. with the change. So I I, th- I think they they can they can still use that that's still there that pace will always be there. I mean even in in teams that will sit a little bit deep if if you've got a Coutinho who can kind of pick out the little kind of ball in behind, yeah. you can still utilise that. But I'd like to see Liverpool getting back to what they were doing last season and, and getting at teams really quickly yeah. again and not just dropping off. And I think that's that's been part of the problem at least. Yeah. James, you, you wrote a piece about the, the pressing and Lallana's influence in it in particular, but some stats from the weekend, I think, in the Sunday Times about the drop-off in how, how long Liverpool or how aggressively Liverpool are pressing, I mean, that, it's, it's, it's there for everyone to see. Yeah, the, I think the, the stats you know, are pretty stark, really. I think they, they were saying that, uh, you know, compared to, compared to last season, I think Liverpool, it was Liverpool, Man City and Tottenham who had the best stats in terms of how little time the opposition had the ball before yeah. um, the other team won it back. Uh, and I think now Liverpool are joint ninth with West Ham in that table. Um, I think opponents against Liverpool that's, enjoying that's a, huge, that's a huge drop. Yeah, and that's, I, and I think I mean I don't know what Jim thinks, but do you think how do you think that's a a tactical thing from Klopp, or do you think it's more a maybe I think the absence of Lallana. I think Klopp went on record previously as calling him the leader of the press. You know, he sets the tone. Mm. Obviously, there's been you know you've got Salah still settling in, you've got Coutinho getting up to speed after his injuries. Do, do you think it's more circumstances, or do you think it's it's tactical? Uh, I, I don't think it's purely tactical. I think it's probably a combination of everything you mentioned. Yeah. I think it's a, it's all mixed in together. Um, I think certainly in the Arsenal game, I think it was tactical. But um, I, I, I think they've just slid into to relying on that now um, without really realising it because you know th- there is a different dimension to the team this season. Yeah. And, and that's a factor. And I think you're right. I think the fact that Lalana is not there because he was always the first one to graft yeah. to kind of to, to set about things. So yeah, so it's 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 a mixture of all those things, and and it's just caused Liverpool to kind of be less effective. Yeah, I'm interested in the, what Jim said about Firmino there because that's quite a significant thing that he was dropped last last weekend. He's obviously one of Klopp's favourites. He's he's pretty much been in the team whenever he's been available since Klopp took over. Is there anything to worry about there, or is he just maybe having a bit of a bit of fatigue, or adapting, like Jim said, to a new role, new players around him? Do you think there's anything anything to be concerned with there with Firmino? No, I think it's probably too early to be too concerned about it. I think I thought Klopp made the right call in terms of yeah. 
of dropping him because I thought you know he was well off the pace. What was it at um, at Leicester, yeah. and then Moscow in Moscow especially. Yeah. Um, in Liverpool, kind of beat Leicester in, in spite of him rather than because of him. It's not very often you can say that after a Liverpool win. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean he's he is very important to, to Klopp, and you know he's probably you know as we're coming up to the two year anniversary of. Of, of Klopp's reign, you know, he, he's probably the perfect example of Klopp improving the, the players he inherited. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd say it's probably too soon to be too concerned about that. I think I think Klopp was always going to rotate with you know the 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 extra demands of, of European football this this season. You know, the big disappointment at St James's was the fact that you know Daniel Sturridge. I think everyone was quite excited about seeing Sturridge back in the lineup because you know he had looked bright and, and lively and improved Liverpool when he'd come off the bench and the couple of previous games but um you know he was he was miles off the pace yeah. throughout really yeah he was he was yeah. he was swallowed up a little bit wasn't he by the two center halves and yeah. then when, when his chance came he couldn't even, couldn't well, even I, take advantage I remember we, we had a piece to do uh, pre match um and we were kind of discussing as to the possibilities of the lineup on the day and and I thought that Firmino would would give way to Sturridge thought Sturridge looked sharp in Moscow but he didn't put the ball in the back of the net. That, that was the problem. He had a couple of chances there, and he didn't convert. Um, and yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I just wonder what's in store. All of a sudden, now you kind of look. I remember, I always kind of make a little note of the ages and stuff like that. And as an, and I just looked, and he's 28 now. All of a sudden, and it's, it's like, it's, it's going to start slipping away from yeah. him soon. Um, he had a good chance in the second half as well. Um, which was followed up with Salah as well, yeah. and and I thought Daniel Sturridge at his best is going to tuck that away. Yeah, uh, he's going to you know, and Liverpool probably win the game. Um, and unfortunately it backfired, and I just don't see the same player now that I saw certainly 13, 14, and that kind of you know wonderful yeah. run with um, with Suarez and all that. It's 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 not happening. And yeah, I just wonder where it's all going to go for yeah. Sturridge now. He ha- he hasn't taken the opportunity that was presented to him. I, I wonder does. Is there an element that Daniel Sturridge knows that that's his big opportunity? You know, in terms of that Newcastle game, he thinks, "Wow, okay, I've had to wait to get it." You know, Firmino's been dropped; I've been preferred to him. Is there a, a, a sort of a fear factor in Sturridge that you know he, I can't afford to, to to not take this, and maybe maybe that that affects his performance because he he must know at this stage that he's. At the at his very best, second choice striker, and yeah. potentially could slip further down the, the pecking order if if Solanke continues to come. And... Yeah, I, I think I think there was probably a little bit of that in the chance he missed. You know, as, as Jim said, the one when I think it was Clark, Clark sliced the yeah. clearance, and mm. you know Sturridge's big strength is that composure in the final third, and you know, he, and he didn't show any of that. You know, I thought he snatched at it, yeah. you know, hit it straight at the keeper, and then Salah the rebound came to him too quick, and he couldn't. Put it away. Um, I think more concerning for me was just whether he has just. I think you fear that the injuries have taken their toll to the extent that he's he's lost that that acceleration to, to get away from people. And um, you know, I thought I think even I remember in pre-season against I think it was against Bayern when he scored that yeah. uh, you know amazing goal. With, you know, that, those five seconds almost like summed up his entire Liverpool <laughs> career, didn't they? You know, absolute piece of brilliance. And then a few seconds later, you know, his celebration is effectively holding his hamstring. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and then it was. I remember after the game speaking to him, and he said, "Oh, it's nothing. I'm absolutely fine." Um, but you know, he wasn't fine. You know, it was that was storage out for what, three weeks or something after that. And um, and then you know, the and the other incident that jumped out for me at St James's was that one where 
um, Elliot came off his line and and you know all yeah. the, uh, you know for a long time now you're thinking more well, he's getting story just getting there first he's yeah. getting there first and okay maybe in the back of his mind there was a little bit of the Mane thing in terms of worried about the high boot whatever but to be honest I I thought he was getting there a couple of yards before the keeper I thought, at one I thought it was either. He's either going round them or he's getting a penalty. Yeah. You know, you sort of you you think you get your body in the way and yeah. make the goalkeeper clatter into you. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. And I mean, anybody that listened to my commentary, I I said exactly that. I thought he could have been braver. You know, and you just wonder what he's thinking because I mean, I I went through you know a nightmare kind of injury spell as well. Not that I want to kind of bring yeah. myself into it or or make the comparison. It's still different. But when when you have kind of suffered. Um, long-term injury like that it can play with your head I mean it did with mine yeah. and, and I certainly remember if, if ever I remember going on pitches I remember saying even in Liverpool days I'm fit when I wasn't I didn't feel quite right but it was kind of climate back then you did it uh, and certainly when I went on to Leeds I didn't have that confidence in myself because I knew I wasn't yeah. you know conditioned the way I should be you know I should have had that real kind of um, that edge you have when you're fully fit and you can take on anything and that confidence that goes with that um, and I don't know whether he has been affected yeah. a little bit by that maybe he is in his head with the problems he's had yeah. obviously historically Absolutely. I mean I, I made a point in the podcast earlier this week um, that he's starting to remind me a little bit of Robbie Fowler in his second spell at Liverpool where there was still there's still the odd one that'll drop for him and he'll swing his left foot and it'll go in and you'll think oh there it was there's Daniel Sturridge you know there's there's the great but in terms of a, a regular starter and a regular player having an impact on a game, he doesn't he doesn't seem like he's got that that in him anymore. Yeah, I think you know that is the the growing fear, isn't it? I think you know I must admit I, I didn't think Sturridge would still be at Liverpool yeah, this season. Really you know, at the, the back end of last season, you know you got you got the impression that you know, it almost felt like a parting of the ways might have been best for everyone. Um, now Klopp was asked about this a few weeks ago and. Um, when he did a chat with the newspapers, and he, and he said then that you know he had talks with Sturridge at the end of last season, and basically you know he said to him he wanted to stay. Sturridge wanted 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 to stick around as well, um, so that he said you know as far as he was concerned that was that. Because um, I think there was always that that fear that Sturridge would go somewhere else, stay fit, and then you know, as Jim mentioned before, 13, 14, that suddenly he'd get back yeah. to those levels, mm. and you'd be kicking yourself thinking you know if only we'd given it another year, but. Um, no, I don't think we'll be sat here in twelve months. You know, one. I think you know this. This is make or break for Sturridge in terms of his Liverpool career this season. Well, I was going to say, you know, we, we're kind of a bit doom and gloom here, and we're down on him at at the moment. Yeah. Um, he's he's a fabulous talent. He has been a fabulous talent. We all know that, but he he doesn't look like being Liverpool's future. Yeah, that's the thing. And I mean, even what we've seen kind of recently, Klopp prefers Firmino, and I'm sure like. Firmino as well been kind of taken from the team, um, not starting on, on the weekend. I'm sure that'll hit home with him as well. Now he'll yeah. come back. Let's hope so. Yeah. yeah he w- well, usually kind of players will react strongly to that that yeah. determination. You kind of realise maybe you've just slipped a little bit, and you know it all comes home, and then you um, you get back out there and you get get on your game again. So I'm I'm certainly hoping that that is the case with Firmino. I think there's probably a good chance that. Jurgen Klopp will start him against Manchester United. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, moving on from from the attack then to the defence, um, talked about well plenty of times in the last what two and a half years. Beyond that, with Brendan Rodgers. Beyond that, with yeah. Roy Hodgson, whoever else you want to talk about, Kenny Dalglish. Um, what would what do you make of Liverpool's defence? As someone who's played in what we would deem a great Liverpool defence, 
with with great Liverpool players. Yeah. How how would you deem this this Liverpool defence in terms of individual problems or a collective? Yeah. Well, I exclude myself and what I'm going to say next, but. You know, anybody kind of listen to me now, going back to my time, will say, oh, here we go, he's an old pro now, just kind of, you know, um, wittering on about how good it was in his day and all that. But I, I, I would think individually, certainly um, across the back four I played in, not as strong, I, I would say that. I think you've got to remember as well that's a very different style. I, I, I Whatever is being told to, um, certainly the... The fullbacks yeah. at the moment, it's, it would be different to what was said to me because Ronnie Moran was never out of my ear um, reminding me of the fact that you're a defender. And back then, Kenny would change it now and again. I'd play as a wingback, and I always loved that because a lot of fullbacks are frustrated wingers. Yeah. You know, they were not good enough, didn't have the footwork to, to, to play higher up the pitch and kind of take people on. So you've ended up kind of retreating and back there. But always I was reminded about the fact that that's your job. And if ever I kind of, you know, made a run and got so far and broke down, then my first thought was that, yeah. was getting back and always did. I, I don't see that as much in this team. It's, um, you know, obviously a midfielder can drop in between the centre-backs and the two, the two full-backs stay quite high at times. And I think it does make Liverpool vulnerable. But Jurgen Klopp is different because Jurgen Klopp is very much, um, look at the amount of goals he's produced. You know, the, the problem this season, it's, um, it's the goals total fr from both uh, Liverpool and any opposition that's, that's the problem. Yeah. There's just too many goals been scored in Liverpool games yeah. and, and unfortunately not always in, a, in their favour. And, and I, I just, I think, you know, with Lovren for me, he's, I have to be honest about it. I, I've said it in comms, I'm not going to say anything different here. I think he's jittery. I think he has a nervous streak and I think you, you see it on a regular basis. And I think sometimes at Matip, I want him to be more aggressive. I kind of want him to yeah. take charge, command. You're the big man at the back, you know. You, you take over. And I just think he's a he's a little passive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so yeah. So all things kind of back four concerned. I I don't think it's been strengthened enough yeah. from from the summer. Yeah. When you when you look at Lovren and Matip. Jim, would you say that you almost get the feeling that both of them would actually benefit from having a more dominant character alongside them? Because neither of them seem as if you know they're they wanna... a natural leader yeah. as such and an organizer. And you know, I know I know Brendan Rodgers when he bought Lovren described him as you know Jamie Carragher's natural successor, you know, the leader of the back line. But you know, it, it doesn't feel like Liverpool have had anyone like that since yeah. Carragher left. Well, with, with respect to Steven Gerrard, who was captain at the time Carragher was there I, I always kind of maintained that Carragher was the variable captain mm. in that side Steven Gerrard led by example because he could do wondrous things yeah. and he did amazing things but Jamie Carragher always was the strong man yeah. at the back always and um, and that's missed at the moment like I mean I did one of the LFC sites kind of podcast recently after the Leicester game and I was talking about um, I think it was Burnley Late on, I didn't work on that game, but I saw the highlights. Obviously, there were kind of two corners that came in, and Ben Mee got his head to them far post, and one of them, I mean, Matip, you know, got yeah. the ball off the line. Yeah. And I wanted to see Matip kind of have a go at everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, just what's going on? Yeah. You know, you've got to attack that. You can't let that happen around there. And it's it's not strong enough. I mean, you, you will see that. Just imagine Carragher in that position yeah. Carragher would be ripping someone you know? Alan Hansen when you played as well well exactly I mean and, and that's the other thing I I mean I said this after the Leicester game that, that evening that 
I didn't have to wait to get in the dressing room. And back then, the Liverpool coaching staff didn't miss a trick, by the way. I, I was at other clubs, and they'd maybe pull you up on something on the Monday. But there and then, you just get pulled up. They didn't miss anything then. But before you even got in the dressing room, you, you would have Hansen, Lawrenson, Grobelar moaning behind, <laughs> Whelan, McMahon, Mulby, honestly, Rushy, Dogleash. Every one of them would be getting stuck into you. It was, it was. I mean, I know you, you're talking about, you know, high caliber talent, but they were winners, yeah. and and they refused to just accept, you know, oh, okay, it's not going to be our day today. I mean, everything went to the last minute in games, and um, and and I don't see it in this team either. Yeah. Do you see it in footballers that that type of thing? You, you, do you think they're getting rarer those type of those type of winners? Those you know. You think, I think back to Tony Adams maybe at Arsenal and John Terry perhaps at, at Chelsea in a, in a more modern era. But do you think footballers are, are becoming having responsibility like that taken a little bit away from them by by managers? There's there's a call to the manager where he sort of he's the figurehead, he's on the sideline yeah. pointing it, and the players are just seen as you know you follow these instructions and that's that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think there is a real lack of you know, dominant characters and, and and leaders you know across. You know, elite level football. Now, you, I mean, Jim just rattled off yeah. those names there. Eight captains, Jim and, just listened yeah. to, isn't it? And I think, you know, that's where, you know, I thought probably the second half at Newcastle kind of underlined that as well because there was like a crazy five minute spell where I think Lovren and Moreno both dived in and gave yeah. away stupid fouls they didn't need to do. And then Lovren knocked the ball straight out of play. And the, and then, you know, I think, I don't think I'd seen Klopp quite as animated as yeah. that on the touchline as he was. You know, he seemed to be. You know, everyone seemed to be getting it off him, um, because you know, at times like that where everyone's you know losing their heads, that's when you need. You know, the manager can only do so much on the touchline. You need, you need leaders on the field to, you know, to, to grab a game by the scruff of the neck, and you know, obviously we saw Steven Gerrard do that, you know, dozens and dozens of times during his Liverpool career, and you know, and, and drag the team kicking and screaming over the line, and I think. I think that's probably the concern at the moment that when things are going against them, you know, they, they don't have those big personalities. But I don't think, yeah, it's not just con- confined to Liverpool, is it? Yeah. I think, you know, it's been a massive criticism of Arsenal for yeah, God knows yeah, how many awesome. years now. The fact that, you know, they've got a soft centre and once once you get at them, you know, they they have a ha- a tendency to, to to roll over as 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 we've seen at Anfield a couple of times in recent years. Yeah, seeing that Man City as well with Vincent Company when he's out, they seem to they seem to suffer. Uh, Jim, on to the full-backs then, someone who's played in that position, you mentioned a little bit there about the playing higher up. Is that, will that be, that'll be under instruction, I imagine, or is that is that something that it's the player that plays there? Because Moreno, Joe Gomez played there right-back at the weekend and he's not necessarily a right-back, he had a bit yeah. mixed afternoon. Yeah. But Moreno seems to be back in favour now, he's the first-choice left-back. I, I, know, I know myself and James were very surprised that he was even at the club come the end of the transfer window. Do you have the same opinion? Um, yeah, I, I thought he'd be moved on, um, and obviously Robertson has come in as well. So I, and and there was always the option of James Milner, yeah. who for me, and I know people were kind of moaning, you know, if things went wrong, who for me did an extraordinary job yeah. at left back, considering you know I just think he's a really good-hearted boy and just kind of gives it everything. Um, but. I, I, I kind of just well, I think Moreno's great going forward. Uh, first thing I'll say, I really do. I think I think he does some wonderful stuff going forward, and I think Klopp loves that that um, 
not just the energy he has, but but the pace he can add with a late run yeah. to an attack and and just get behind people and and whip something across. Um, but I, I've watched him at times. I don't want to just kind of pick on him, but I've, I kind of watch him at times, and you kind of reach a point when when a move is not happening, and you realise that you need to be back in in your position, and he he drifts sometimes he, he'll go it's like as if he has a little thought well what should I do now and I, I was watching him in the Sevilla game I remember and and he drifts and he goes inside and he'll he'll end up in the centre forward position and I can't understand why yeah. that is being allowed that you know th- there should be kind of on a daily basis somebody should be in his head saying yeah. you know you, you, exactly you've back. got you've got to start thinking about that now you need to be back in position because that's his job yeah. and for me I mean I, I didn't have the pace he had. Uh, I couldn't add to that. But for me, I, I was always first a defender. I always thought like a defender and, and like anything that I did going forward was a bonus. It seems for him that anything he does at the back yeah. is a bonus. Yeah. And it seems to be kind of reverse psychology. He seems to think much more that, oh, I'm a winger. I, I, you know, and I can, I can add to things up front. You know? But I, I just think all that needs to be curbed. Yeah. And, and that he has to start thinking like a defender first. Yeah. That's his job. And I go back to, you know, Ronnie Moran, the great Ronnie Moran, you know, what a coach. Um, God rest him. And he would never, ever, ever let me forget that. Even when sometimes in the bigger games, Kenny would bring Jan in between Lawrence and Hansen, make it a back three so myself and Stevie Nick could have a chance to go on. Even then, he would still be kind of, you know, yeah. that's your job back yeah. there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't see it happening with, with yeah. Alberto Moreno. Yeah. It's interesting that Jim said that you know he sees defences as a bonus. He actually said the opposite to you, didn't he? In an interview last week, he I think he said he said I see myself. My first thought is defence. He did, yeah. Which straight is face as well. Yeah, he did say it with a straight face, and I'm not sure. I'm not, <laughs> I'm with Jim on that one. The uh, I'm not convinced that Alberto Moreno's first thought is ever ever what is going on behind him. I think it's 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 very much going forward, and you know it's to, to give him some credit. I think he has he has improved. Um, this season, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's been a, a big problem area yeah. for Liverpool. I think, um, you know, I, I was surprised that he stayed because, you know, the word was when Liverpool turned down 11 million off Napoli um, that you know the asking price was 15. If anyone had met that, had met that, he'd have been gone. Um, but you know, Moreno spoke last week at Melwood about how you know when he came back for pre-season, he told the manager that I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay and prove myself. Um, and, and to his credit, he did that in pre-season. Um, I mean, it's, I'm, I've been surprised we've seen so little of Andy Robertson so far. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously Klopp sees them both on a daily basis at, at Melwood and, and at the moment, you know, obviously firmly believes that Moreno is his, his better bet. I mean, what, what do you make yeah. of that? Well, Jim? Ironically, I mean, Robertson's two appearances, was it Palace and Burnley? Yeah. He was quite good. Yeah. In, in, in both Less games. Less than the League Cup as well. He was pretty good. Wasn't yeah. He? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he was the first half. Yeah. He absolutely kind of more or less ran the show, didn't he? Because Albrighton was tucked yeah, in yeah. and just gave him all the room in the world. And um, yeah, I, mean, I, I, is he adapting to things? I mean, does Klopp see kind of in training that he still feels that he's not, maybe not not quite there yet with with what he, he wants from him? Even though to say he has done well when he's played. Um, that, that's that's all I can think of. You yeah. know that. Um, I I I I think there's a case for him. You're right. I mean, Moreno has done quite well this season. He's not the focus of no. of of 
you know all the problems. But um, yeah, I, I thought Robertson would have yeah. gotten a little more game time. It's interesting because we talk a lot about there's a lot of spoken about adaptation periods for foreign players coming into the league, and you sort of you, you expect that if you buy a, a Premier League proven player in inverted commas that they're going to settle. But Oxley Chamberlain and Robertson have both needed time, or Klopp's spoken about them both needing time to, to adapt to Liverpool. Is that maybe suggest Klopp's style is radically different to maybe what you call a generic Premier League team style? Well, it, it could it could be different things. It could be the intensity in training, um, it, and 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 it could be the fact that yeah, he he um, he has a high demand of of like serious work rate on yeah. on, on match day as well. So yeah, may, maybe not quite. I I don't usually see that from Arsenal. Um, yeah. Um, so you know, I can understand Oxley Chamberlain maybe been uh, you know a little off the pace yeah. in that regard too. I'm not sure where he's going to be considered for yeah. uh, appearances. Yeah. You know, down the line, I'm 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 kind of I I, I don't he would, doesn't want to play as a as a, a fullback or a wing back. Um, I think he he wants to play in centre midfield. I see him more as a kind of a wide sided yeah, attacking same, yeah. player, probably on on his favourite right side. Um, but I think he's a versatile lad, and I think he'll kind of get on with it. But but um, I, I just don't see him getting what he what he really wants. Do you think he's a bit of a Milner replacement in the squad? You know, a long term sort of a, a real utility man. I mean, he's yeah. not he isn't Milner in terms of attitude, not attitude, but um, he's not a sort of what you'd call a solid pro like Milner. He's more of a, a, a talent, if you like, or an explosive player. But yeah. I see him. Yeah, I see him playing. I, I agree with you. I don't see him. I don't see him starting games in midfield. Not with Coutinho in midfield or Nolan. I can't. I couldn't see Oxley Chamberlain being in there unless he's in place of one of those two. The thing is, he's not proven as well. I mean, yeah. if, if he'd come as like a, an established centre midfielder from Arsenal, yeah. who could kind of do a job, you think, yeah, fair enough. But he's, yeah. he's not proven in that area. No, he's, he's not. And I think I think I think as when when Liverpool signed him, you know, a lot of people were saying, "Hang on a minute, where's he going to fit in?" And what five six weeks down the line, you're still absolutely none the wiser, are you? Where where he is going to fit in at Liverpool? Because I think I think the attraction for Klopp was that he felt as if he'd never really fulfilled his potential at Arsenal, um, and that you know he thought he could get more out of him. But you know, as you know, Wenger worked with him for a long time, and he never never managed to really get his trust did he, in terms of yeah. you know this is your role in the team. Um, so yeah, maybe going forward, Klopp sees him as as that utility man that can play a number of different positions, but. I don't know, thirty-five million pounds is a lot of a lot of money to spend on, essentially a squad player. Yeah. Because you know, I think, I think, I think you're right that you know, it probably where he is going to fit best into this system is in one of the you know either left or right yeah. in the wide attacking roles. But then yeah, exactly. I mean, he's not yeah. gonna he's not gonna jump ahead of Mane or Salah. Yeah. So you know, and Liverpool are out of the League Cup already. So you know, you could almost say you know, barring barring injuries, you know, he might not start a game till. Probably you know over Christmas maybe when he yeah they fake up in January yeah. which 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 is odd when you think what well, he's what the third most expensive player Liverpool have ever bought yeah absolutely well let's hope he plays himself into some form with England over the next couple of days um, positives then <laughs> we, we there are some there are, there are some yeah. Coutinho it's being, still, being it, the main one it's still very enjoyable yeah. going, going forward I yeah. mean it is I mean what Coutinho has been doing of late is. Uh, is tremendous the the goal that um, 
at Leicester from the free kick Nick and then not, not enough to get goal of the month from Liverpool apparently that free kick Mo Salah's header Salah. yeah he got the Egyptian vote I think for the um, for the goal of the month they do mobilise don't yeah, they yeah they do mobilise was, was, was it that one or was it the Burnley one no it was, it was the header it was the header, was the header, was the header really? yeah, I thought yeah. it might, might have been but anyway yeah. <laughs> um, and then what, what, um, what he did in Moscow brilliant to kind of get back in the game and um, and, and again at the weekend just it's, it's superb, so it, but it is. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed watching Mo Salah. Um, yeah. I think some of his work, he should have more goals. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. saying it in comms one day that he's had that like inside right channel yeah. a few times where if he opens his body up a little bit more, there's enough room to find a far corner and there's a couple of keepers, and Czech included, that um, that managed to kind of get saves. Yeah. But he should have been tucking more away, really. Who's got a better right foot, you or, you or him? Um, he's probably got <laughs> me, yeah, my my gammy right knee, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's been that too, yeah, the the right side. But listen, we're all we're all guilty of that on the swinger. Um, Mane obviously had had the um, suspension, but you know was looking kind of promising before that. I mean, I enjoyed his goal at Watford. You know, wonderful goal yeah. against Arsenal as well. And you're thinking, oh, it's just going to be more of the same from last season. When he was leading goal scorer when he got injured, I mean, he was doing yeah. tremendous things last season. Incre- I, th- I think at times from those guys, because I always think it's, it's probably at times, especially when you're trying to create, it's the hardest position on the field. Um, and at times those guys can be erratic, you know. But I think overall Mane has been... Remarkably consistent, yeah. I think, considering. And Salah looks as if he started off in, in that vein as well. Coutinho, I love watching. Firmino, I think, is a really clever operator too. I like, and I like, I like the graft. He just yeah. he puts an awful lot of work into things as well. Um, so yeah, there, 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 there is this, there's plenty to yeah. enjoy. I mean, it's it's lovely when it's all going great and the wing and the fullbacks, excuse me, are pushing on as well. And and that one and two touch stuff is like as crisp as it can be. I don't think any side in the country can cope with that. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to cope with that when they really get it together. But there are other influences we commented on earlier that are kind of just holding all that back. So you want to enjoy it. You kind of want to take as much as you can out of it. Um, but there's always something to kind of upset your mood at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if we if we put the if we spare, you know, Liverpool probably will get out of the, the Champions League group. They're still favourites, I'd say, to get out of that group. There's, they could go four points behind Manchester United with a win at Anfield, which is not nowhere near beyond the realms of possibility. Mm. They've only lost two of the last seven, even though they've only, they've only won one. They've only lost one league game all season. I think it's only two since March. Yeah, it's it's. You would you would think and we're, we're we're as guilty of it as anyone, but you would think sometimes <laughs> doing a relegation scrap when you're Liverpool, you know, that where where's the next point going to come from? Yeah, you're right. I think you know, sense of perspective is important. I think. Um, I think it's just more the fact that it could have been so much yeah. better so far this season. It's I frustration. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not frustration based on because the team looks lost or anything like that. It's, it's because you know, as Jim said, it has been. It is very, very enjoyable to watch this yeah. Klopp team play, but the frustration stems from the fact that really good performances have been undermined by you know, mistakes at both ends of the field where they haven't been ruthless enough and then have, have given away soft goals and you know, underlined by you know. The Yozalu one last last weekend. I think you know that's that's the annoying thing. But I still think you know when that 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 attacking foursome of you know Mane, Salah, Firmino, Coutinho, 
you know, we haven't we haven't seen them really click yet. You know, they they, they threatened to at times in Moscow and Liverpool obviously weren't clinical enough. Um, but you know, when that you know, if if those four really function, then Liverpool are capable of beating anyone. You know, and, you know not just in the Premier League. I'd, suge- I'd suggest you know, even even in the Champions League, if um, you know when when those four you know really really start to click. Um, so it's it's just a question of you know whether Liverpool whether their strengths can really shine through enough to to kind of you know paper over a few of the weaknesses that we've we've seen um so far this season but I do think October now becomes you know absolutely massive for them in terms you know you know that that week coming up where you know United Anfield Maribor away um so Tottenham away at Wembley in the Premier League you know it's um you know, I think we'll know a lot more after those three games in terms of where Liverpool are at. Yeah, mm. Jim, you, you obviously cover Liverpool a lot. You travel around, yeah, and bump into Liverpool fans. I'm assuming on the train or in the services or wherever else. What are you? What are you getting? What are they saying to you when you're seeing them? Are they saying what basically what we've been saying for the last half hour or so? Exactly that. It's just it's it's kind of same old, same old. It's the, the same old frustration. There's kind of there's an anticipation and an excitement going into every game still. But there's also that little kind of worry that yeah. it might not go as kind of swimmingly as as we'd like. Um, yeah, and and I think they're they're frustrated as well. But but even kind of going back to to Klopp, I don't think I've ever seen Klopp so animated yeah. and angry mm. as was the case on on Sunday at Newcastle. I mean, I we referred to it several times. I wondered if one of the TV broadcasters was going to do a little kind of feature yeah, yeah. About, yeah. about his regular kind of technical area, yeah, yeah. you know, lose the head moments because there were there were absolutely loads yeah. on Sundays. James reflected he, he was having a go at everyone. Now I've I've seen him in the past as well, you know, have a pop at, at one or two in 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 games, but it seemed to be kind of everybody was yeah. just was. No, I, I don't mind that either. I mean, I you know I I think you should have a dressing room like that. You know, dr- dressing rooms. I think should be harsh environments, and you you know, yeah, you should get told. Excellence and I haven't got a problem seeing if 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 it's not been delivered as to the way he'd like it on the pitch, then you you let them know. You you get stuck into them and let them know. Put them under a bit more pressure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for for the fans, it, it's it's the same thing. Um, you know, I there's been some hysteria after some games, the social media yeah. business and. You know he's got to go and all yeah. this kind of stuff. Well, for me, I just think that's nonsense. I think he can fix it. Where, where do you go? Where do you go after Jurgen Klopp as well? Yes. I mean, it's it's yeah. um, I I I I have down. I'd suggest. Well, yeah, I I I have I have great faith in him. I think he probably realizes that maybe he could have been uh, a little more alive to certain situations, like strengthening things at the back. Um, uh, you know, he certainly knows now that that you know w- whether it be January or next summer. Um, yeah. But I mean, at the moment, you know, it does sound like we're kind of on a on a big downer. But it's just that kind of same frustration that's kind of hitting everyone at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it 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 doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I'm pretty convinced that Liverpool are going to smash somebody. Yeah. So, so somebody's going to get a hiding like Arsenal got. I I think that's on the cards. Um, and we all obviously hope now that there can be just a kind of a consistent solidity, um, you know, defensively, and and something to kind of be able to build on, yeah. and t- take it from there. Yeah. Um, and and if that's the case, then there's, there's still an awful lot to play for this season. And I go with you. I mean, I said it myself at the end. I worked on the, the Sevilla game. 
it was unfortunate not to put the penalty away and then to um, to concede the the two two leveler uh, yeah. second half, which was uh, you know another bad one to give away. But I mean, I remember saying at the end of that comms that. You know, it's not the worst result in the world in the overall scheme of things. Yeah. You know, I, I know Moscow could have been turned into three as well, but I, I see Liverpool getting through yeah. that group and the two games against Maribor now are um, are, yeah. are key. They they've both got to be won. I would suggest. Yeah, uh, Jim says Liverpool are going to smash someone. Well, be nice if it was Manchester United. <laughs> <wouldn't> it? <laughs> It'd be nice if it was Manchester United. Nice you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know the moment the big unknown going into that one. I think you're always a bit slightly fearful about. You know, on the back of an international break, aren't you? What yeah. you know, what, yeah. what kind of shape, you know, players will, will come back in, and and obviously for Liverpool, you know, Coutinho and Firmino coming back from from South America, and I think Mane's Mane's away, isn't he? As Mane, well, Mane and Salah both only have one game in the back, the back of the weekend essentially, right. so they they, they so should have, have a full week, week of training, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Um, so, but yeah, I mean that's, you know, as Jim said, you know, you beat Man United, suddenly the gap. There's only four points, and yeah. you know the whole outlook is completely different. Mm. The other side of the coin is, if you lose to Mourinho's yeah. United at Anfield, then a ten-point gap in the middle of October, you know, you can you can almost wave goodbye to catching them. So, yeah. you know, the, the stakes obviously are always high when Liverpool and United meet. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be absolutely absolutely huge next next Saturday. What what do you think Mourinho will do? Do you think Mourinho will is he ever capable of um, of, of Cutting loose, as he, will his ego ever ever just just beat beat him and, and he'll come to Liverpool and play, or will he will he just do what Mourinho we expect from him? It'll never get cavalier. Um, I don't think it'll even become over attacking. Yeah. Um, he's just real pragmatist. Um, we saw what he did last season. I mean, it was probably more hype that game than oh, than any other yeah. in history, and um, and he just killed it. I mean, he he basically gagan pressed Liverpool. And they, they stopped Liverpool from 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 playing Manchester United, came for a draw, you know if we can pinch a win it was kind of that that approach, and and just willing to kind of play ugly football if if um, you know if if need be if they if they were being pre- um, pressed themselves then he just happy to go along you know you know he, we we've seen that from him since um, I think he's got a team now with more substance I I think you know I know Pogba's injured and that's a blow to to Manchester United but. Um, I, I I think they're a proper team now. I think for the first time since Sir Alex went, um, they, they've they've got it together. They know what they're doing now, um, and everybody is kind of, you know, heading in the same direction. And they they look good to me. I've covered a couple of their games so far, um, and I know people are saying they haven't played anyone yet. Uh, they haven't. They can only play what yeah. you know, the way the fixtures come out. Um, but I I see them kind of. Pushing Manchester City all the way, I, yeah. I, and it looks at this early stage already as if um, the title may well be headed to Manchester. And yeah. I, I, I think I think United will will probably have a say in it until quite late, if not going the whole way. Yeah, not not got a great record against Klopp Mourinho in his in his career. I think it's three three and, and one win in seven games. Um, does that does count for anything? But does, is is that the ultimate clash of managerial styles, if you like, in terms of the way? You know, I can imagine the two different team talks. For example, in in the, in the dressing rooms at Anfield, I can imagine one very passionate, I can imagine one very calculated. Yeah, and I, and I think what gives you hope as well is Klopp's record against you know the other teams in the Big Six is is outstanding. I know 
obviously the most recent one yeah. came at Man City, but you've got to take that game almost out of the equation because for half an hour in that game, Liverpool were, were banging it. You know, talked earlier about Salah should have more than the six goals to his name. Well, yeah. That was the perfect example. That you know, he, the uh, you know, he had that many times he got in behind Otamendi. City. Otamendi, yeah. Otamendi was on a yellow and he couldn't yeah. go near him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Um, you know, Liverpool could easily have been in front in that game. They weren't. They went behind, and then obviously the red card, and they capitulated in that second half. But you know, you go back to those games last season, and these were the ones that absolutely brought out the best, the best in in Klopp's Liverpool, and brought out the best in him, I think, as yeah. well tactically. Um, it, well, it will be interesting to see how Mourinho plays. I don't think he can be any more negative <laughs> than he was last season, and then. He could, you know. I mean, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I can see United coming to Anfield and for him to kind of be even a bit deeper, just to kind of allow no room in behind. Especially with Lukaku now as well to, to, to Yeah, hit. they've got on, on, on the counter-attack now, yeah. yeah. They, they can do a bit of business, and I, I think that's probably the way he's going to go. Do you think, uh, think Marouane Fellaini might play this game? <laughs> You'd have thought so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I think, I think uh, obviously, Lukaku is... is, is has done really well for them so far but I think the other big sign name was Matic yeah, in terms of yeah. he, I think he makes a massive difference to United and kind of what Liverpool are lacking yeah. really as well in, in terms of someone giving that the control and, presence, yeah, yeah physical presence and you know what we said earlier about you know being able to control a game and you know cause I think when Liverpool have struggled at times this season that, that central area has been an issue and, and obviously you know, Klopp has addressed it in terms of for next season with, with Naby Keita um, coming in, but yeah, I think that that would be an area of concern for me going into this this game. But in saying that, if 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 his if his front four come back fit and healthy from their international duties, then you know there's absolutely no reason why that they can't they can't cause United you know an, an awful lot of problems. Yeah, Anfield's going to be. It's, I know it's an early kick off on Saturday, but Anfield's going to have a, a a fair bit behind it as well, isn't it, for that one? I mean, always. These are huge fixtures. I mean, I kind of go back to my time, even when, um, like, kind of Merseyside was king, and that Liverpool yeah. and Everton were fighting it out for titles. But you know, I always felt that the, the Liverpool Man United games were yeah. just were kind of just on another level again. So, um, look, I mean, uh, th th there's every chance we'll get the hype, of course. Again, there's every chance that you know it it could be another attempt by Mourinho to kill a game of football. Um, I'm, you know he, he he has more at his disposal now, and he can he he can if he wished, and I'm not sure he'd do it. He can take the game to Liverpool. Yeah. I think Manchester United are on a, on another level now, and and I think they're equipped to do that. But I I can still see him kind of been been more negative. Um, yeah. And you know um, and just making life really hard. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that kind of. Yeah. You know, just just defensively aware and just not letting Liverpool in behind, and yeah. and just looking to kind of get at them as quickly as possible around the pitch as well, and close them down as they did last season. You know, yeah. I, I can see something akin to that again. But in terms of excitement, entertainment for the fans, I mean, they'll invest everything into it as usual, and it'll be kind of you know, uh, a huge rivalry at, at Anfield um, yeah. again. Can can Liverpool? Is this Liverpool team capable of finding a way past a, a, yeah. a, a, a bus, yeah, a Mourinho bus? It is. And, and sometimes, you know, I mean, you would hope that this would be the game. Sometimes when it seems like players are down and feel a bit of pressure, they can be the days when you get a response or you get, you know, a, re a real reaction. You know, and, and, and they've got to be feeling that. I mean, it's not all down to Jurgen Klopp. The players have got to be having a look at themselves as well, thinking, well, 
hang on a minute, you know, I've not exactly done, yeah. you know, what I should have, and you know, and that kind of spreads around. Um, and and they've got to be willing to correct it themselves and have that determination that they're not going to settle for um, the lesser football we've seen of late. That that they want to correct it, and and where better to do it than against Manchester United? Yeah. You know? There's no doubt Liverpool have the talent in that team to to go and win a, a match of that magnitude. There's yeah. no doubt whatsoever about that. It's will they? Yeah. And we won't find out, of course, until um, until the 14th. You're at the game, aren't you, Jim? You're I, I'm, the game yeah, I'm looking forward, really looking forward to it as you, ever, yeah. You will be, won't you, James? You'll be there. Yeah, you get all the big ones, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking forward to it, James. I mean, it hasn't got to the stage yet where you're dreading going to the Liverpool game, has it? No, 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 not, not at all. No, I mean, I think... Hodgson, Hodgsonville, we call it. Yeah. No, no, we're, we're an absolute mile away from that. Um, as, as we said, there's... The frustration doesn't stem from the fact that Liverpool are in a mess. It stems from the fact that, it, that there's actually, you know, a, a lot to admire about them, but they're not they're not getting the the results that that they that they've merited at times. So, you know, this is this is the perfect game for Liverpool, I think, because, you know, I think I think Klopp has probably been stung by a lot of the, the doom and gloom and negativity, yeah. and you know, he's referenced it a few times. You know, he's with, the, with it to the, you, hasn't he? Yeah, with the yeah yeah yeah. yeah um, yeah, told me that he, he read it in the petrol station the other week. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, he didn't didn't like the headline on the front page of the Echo. Um, but um, but no, I think I think he has been stung a bit by the. I think he thinks that the expectation levels of, you know, I think I think that that shocked him, the the fact that you know as we said what Liverpool are a point behind what Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know he, he senses that you know and I think he senses as well that sometimes at Anfield that anxiety in the stands. When when things aren't coming off, then obviously transmits to the players and, um, but you know I don't think he'll have to worry about that a week on Saturday because you know the everyone you know every Liverpool fan that goes to Anfield that day will be completely and utterly behind them and there's you know if if he can if he can get the performance um, that he he'll be planning for from from his players there's absolutely no reason why you know, we can't look back on the visit of United as. As being the the day when Liverpool's season really took off. Yeah, here's hoping, eh, Jim. Here's hoping. Yeah, well, absolutely, it, it can it can be, and and you know it's it's down to him now and the players to fix it. I think you mentioned the expectancy, James. I think um, having got Liverpool in the Champions League again, the progress last season. I think everybody expected after that Arsenal four nil route that it was just going to kick on from there, and of course, it's kind of just halted a bit. It, there's been a, there's been a bit of stuttering. And I think that's got everybody a little bit kind of down from that, and and the manager because he's admitted to been fed up himself, you know, yeah. as he, he's trying to fix it. But but you're right, one big win sometimes can get you yeah. on a run, and um, doesn't come any bigger than the visitors on on October 14th. Absolutely, well, here's hoping, eh? Here's hoping. Um, Jim, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Great to have you on. Pleasure. Yeah. Cheers, Neil. James, you too as well. Not as much as Jim. But <laughs> <laughs> Better to see Jim. Yeah, absolutely. See, see enough of you yeah. every day. Uh, hopefully, we had a lot of feedback on the podcast earlier in the week and uh, saying it was a, a bit doom and gloom. Hopefully, we've uh, we've we've given the full full uh, a fair assessment. Yeah, a fair assessment <laughs> yeah. indeed. Yeah, and, and there's enough positivity to go away with there. And let's hope Jim's right and Liverpool do go and smash Manchester United uh, next week or even Tottenham at Wembley. That'd be, be even even good as well. Thanks very much for listening and uh, thanks again, Jim and James, for your time. This was the Anfield Extra Liverpool Review Podcast.